Yes, even though it is Friday night. And many people are thinking about themselves. This is the value. Let's get it. This is the value of having God's services every day. Put, hook up that thing first. Morning has broken. Like the first morning. There's nothing like the hymns of God that glorify God to draw you back into the really real reality. The philosophy teachers and the uh, formation teachers taught us that in college, that there is a really real a really real reality and we get away from it in this fanciful fantasy world we live in watching television all of the time watching fake stuff all of the time and movies that's all made up problems in life are not solved in 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour. Sometimes they take years. The reason why God wants us to meet together, and yes, we're meeting together right now, uh, around His Word and in prayer, is to be shocked back into the really real, the really real reality. Hold on a sec, hold on. Now. And so even though it is Friday night and you're living for the weekend and you're thinking about how to get your groove on and who you're going to get your groove on with, I recommend highly Make sure that you are born again. Make sure that you are a part of the household of faith. And uh, if you're single and you want to dance with somebody, in the words of of uh, Whitney Houston. I recommend that you pray for God to give you a mate. That you pray to get married and do life God's way with a sense of responsibility and obligation. If you want to truly have fun, lasting fun that will leave behind precious memories, do it God's way. Because in the end, my friend, 
you're going to wish you spent every hour with the Lord. That's why he tells you to pray without ceasing. Thank you, Daniel, Ezekiel, Daniqua, Danielle, and go ahead on and notify the others as well. And we thank God for you being here with us tonight. And so, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing, the living, and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the Third. By the grace of God, your humble servant, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 648, where, by the grace of God, I read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present, and the future. Today, my beloved, we're reading the Song of Solomon, chapter 7, verses 8 through 13. Shall we pray? Do not look at me pray. Pray yourself. And if you're not here to pray and enjoy it, if you're not here to read the Holy Scriptures without comment with the help of God, for I broke that rule over this past week, being in the Song of Solomon, a very exciting book for lovers in holy matrimony. Uh, if you're not here to hear the teaching of the Word of God, line upon line, here a little, there a little. If you're not here for the preaching of the gospel, if you're not here for preaching and teaching on the family, then you're in the wrong place. If you're lost and you're not saved, you're in the right place. If you are a Pharisee, a Sadducee, a hypocrite, a phony, a fake, and uh, faking like you're saved but you're not, and you know how to get saved but you refuse to because you love darkness more than you love light, then you're probably in the wrong place because religious people are our greatest enemies. 
uh, if you are a Judas, uh, a Sanballat or a Tobias, you're in the wrong place. If you're trying to find fault and trying to hinder the man of God, you're in the wrong place. Go someplace else. Let's pray. Don't look at me pray. Don't listen to me pray. You pray yourself. If you're born again, you will be amazed at what God will do in your soul, your mind, and your spirit. You can go ahead on out there tonight on Friday night and paint the town red because you just got paid. If you want to, you can go ahead on. Just remember what the wisest man who ever lived said. Because you have free moral agency, you can do what you want. Just remember, uh, you're going to have to answer God one day in judgment. You're going to have to stand before God and give an account to Him about what you did in this life. Every last one of us will have to do that. So you can be prayerful, sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful, cool your heels, and do things God's way and wait on Him and do things right and have his joy and his peace or you can do it your way like most people do. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, as you know, I used to say we pray but uh, you led me to stop doing that. Uh, and so, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven on this Friday night. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for all that you have allowed us to accomplish on this past day in preparation for this time. I praise you and I thank you for all of my children and their help allowing me to stand here and to preach your holy gospel in my old age as they did when I was younger. I thank you especially for Daniqua Grace. I thank you for I thank you especially for Daniel Ezekiel. I thank you especially for Danielle Elizabeth. And Lord, I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. As Lord, even on a Friday night, they are standing by and helping their papa preach the gospel. And uh, even if they have to get into the wind and do something, they have what they need with them uh, to aid uh, the poor preacher. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you tonight for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you tonight for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for the many the millions, the many, and the manifold 
blessings that you have bestowed upon me and thus my family and thus others by your grace and Holy Father God I give you all of the glory and uh, Holy Father God Lord touch the hearts of Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel and Daniel to take a hundred dollars a piece out of the money they work so hard for. Uh, Lord, help them to be humble and help them uh, to take the money and run. And uh, they, they, they don't want to ever uh, uh, take any money from their papa. And they just, they, they're doing it because of you and for your glory. But Lord, help them to understand they deserve that and more. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will bless them for their hard work, their faithfulness, and their efforts. And the Lord is just a joy uh, serving with them and a blessing. Uh, just as much now, if not more so than before. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, uh, Lord, uh, we we praise you and we thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us to land in this wonderful place. Lord, if... Uh, we all would be humble and act like we have since, Lord. We all would know we don't deserve what you have done for us. And so, Holy Father God, help me tonight not to lose it, for my, my cup runneth over. You cause my cup to run over because of your love, your grace, and your mercy. So, Lord, help me now to hold it together because the tears of joy are about to flow. And, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you would have great continued love and mercy upon each and every one of us who is saved in my family and saved in this audience, saved uh, in this country and around the globe. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our faults, and our failures as we from our hearts by your grace. Forgive those who have sinned against us. Crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us. And fill us who are saved 
and born again with the fullness, the power, the unction, and the anointing of your Holy Spirit on a Friday night. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, and do right, and do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Help us, Holy Father God, help us to humble ourselves and to pray, to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight for the born-again salvation, Lord, of all people in my family, in this audience, in this country, and around the globe, starting with my own wife, uh, Lord, who I have believed for a long time is pridefully lost, religious and lost, and she has never been consistent in her faith and in her behavior as a Christian becomes after a while. For you're in the process of conforming all of us into your image. And uh, I thank you for that. And it is a process of chastisement and rebuking and breaking and making and molding us. But at some point, we settle down. We become established by your grace and consistent in our obedience to you based upon your word and your standing orders that if you love me keep my commandments uh, why call you me Lord Lord and do not the things which I say how that one day religious people are going to stand before you and say didn't I do this didn't I prophesy didn't I preach didn't I help the people and you're going to say I never knew you you workers of iniquity so Lord in light of those verses I pray for my wife I pray for her mother her aunts her siblings Lord I believe Diane may have gotten something she might may have gotten it right her sister I pray for my mother and my sisters religious and I believe lost and disobedient to your word, uh, very much so. And uh, I pray that you will open all of their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, not only in my family, but in this audience, in this country, and around the globe, for there are millions you've shown me in no uncertain way. There are millions of people in the church who are lost and on their way to a devil's hell and they don't even know it. Also, Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, as my children know, and as I know, and as you know, on Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays, the devil really uh, has his way and uses my wife, and she has no control to stop it, to try to hinder the gospel, to try to hinder the ministry, she has been a consistent thorn in the flesh, uh, a messenger of Satan every weekend 
and every Wednesday when I when it's time for me to preach and since I have been preaching by your grace every day for nearly seven years it's an everyday occurrence now and it's so bad I don't even believe she realizes not only can she not control it she doesn't even realize uh, much of the evil that she is doing I pray that you would open her blinded eyes and stop her deaf ears and save her soul and as I have prayed down through the years Lord if she does not choose to humble herself and believe in you and repent of her sins and get saved I pray that you will restrain her tonight uh, because uh, if she as I have told her down through the years, uh, it only hurts her. The demons and the devils only hurt her and make things bad for her. I pray that you will restrain her and stop the demons from controlling her and using her to try to hinder the gospel. Thank you, Lord, that they have never been successful, and that is a miracle within itself. And Lord, I pray that you'll cast these demons out of the people in our family uh, in the sense of it being a generational curse, that it would not come down upon my daughter Danny, Dan my son Daniel, my daughter Danita, my daughter Danae, my daughter Daniqua, my son Daniel Ezekiel, and my daughter Danielle. And I pray for my other children to protect them from other curse, generational curses. Uh, that is uh, Danielle Tequila, Duran, and uh, Quasia. I pray that you will rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, Lord, from our family, and give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil tonight. And throughout this weekend, I know that people would like to drop their God and not be prayerful and not be sober-minded and not be vigilant. But, Lord, we cannot afford it. So help us to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful and prayerful, Lord, throughout this night, this Friday night, and uh, throughout this weekend. Uh, as we serve you and Lord help us to look to the end when you will come back Lord Jesus or you will take us to you however you do it Lord help us to understand to die as a Christian is gain to die as a lost person religious but lost is eternal burning hell and so, Holy Father God, I pray that you'll help everybody under the sound of my voice to get right with you. Those who are lost to get saved, those who are saved to ask you for revival. And Lord God in heaven, <clears throat> I pray this prayer for all of the people in this audience and who will be in this audience on demand in this country and around the globe have your Holy Ghost to sit down on people and to not give them rest until they uh, 
they are so convicted that they will get saved and repent of their sins. No matter what they do, no matter what kind of partying they try to do, no matter what kind of sexual evil they try to do, Lord, I pray that you will not give them rest until they repent of their sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Holy Father God, I pray on this Friday night that, Lord, you would revive those of us who are saved, heal those of us who are sick, help us to do what you want us to do, to confess our sins and repent. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will uh, comfort those who are uh, mourning and grieving and hurting. Lord, I think about the four innocent people in North Carolina, Lord, who were shot by a 15-year-old boy. A police officer tonight is dead. A family for generations torn apart. A beautiful older black woman who was just out walking in a nice park, dead and gone. And another white lady, and then I think it was a boy, a child, was killed by this demon-possessed boy. God have mercy upon these families. And Holy Father God, so many situations like that. As one man brought out today, he said, yes, the mass shootings are bad. And yes, something needs to be done about the mass shootings. But he said, let me remind you that about 110 people are killed every day, one by one, in this country. The mass looting that people are getting away with. Police giving up and quitting and retiring. And I do not blame them based upon the foolishness, the woke foolishness that has engulfed this country. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you will protect those of us who are saved from this demonic and wicked violence that is in the world today. You can be walking down the street minding your business and have somebody come behind you and knock you out cold on the cement. So Holy Father God, help us to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. And uh, Lord, I pray that you will, for those of us who are saved, Lord, lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable. And Holy Father God, I pray that for those of us who are saved and born again, deliver us tonight from all of our distresses and afflictions tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions.
And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver us tonight from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debts, and student progress problems and troubles and difficulties that we are facing. And Holy Father God, all of the details that we need to watch and take care of, help us to be sober-minded, vigilant and watchful, and take care of them. Help us not to get caught up in the world and what is happening. Help us to do the things, Lord, that you want us to do. Help us to be obedient to you. Help us, Lord, to acknowledge you in all of our ways. For we know that you will direct our paths. Thank you, Lord, for hearing uh, a long-awaited prayer that I had prayed today. What a miracle it is. And uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, my children, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, Danielle. Uh, Lord, for uh, being a part of it. What a blessing it is. Lord, to have your children uh, as a part of your life in this sin-cursed, woke world where many children's minds have been raped and warped, where they don't even know their parents and their parents don't know them because of the demonic onslaught of wokeism against this country and most people my age don't even know what it is. They don't know that it is a demon spirit hell-bent on destroying their children and grandchildren to the point where their children and grandchildren don't want to have anything to do with them. Elon Musk, the richest man in the world who is a genius on the highest level. We've had geniuses in the past, but I do not think any of them can touch the genius Elon Musk because he has the genius ability to do 20 different things and have them amazing things that have never been done before and have them all to come to fruition. None of it is uh, half-cocked and halfway, which is a divine gift that you gave him. Wokeism has ripped his heart out through his child. Uh, and in her, in, in his or her teens, I don't know what the child was in, at birth. I don't, I don't even know. But, Lord, you know, his heart was so ripped out by this wokeism, this demonic wokeism, which child hated him so much that she legally has, has separated, or he legally has separated, whatever the person is, from his father, from her father, whatever the situation is just because 
he is rich. Uh, Holy Father God uh, ripped his heart out so much he asked for a special meeting with the Pope. And Holy Father God, I pray for the millions of other children, parents, whose hearts are being ripped out by the public school system and this woke government. Uh, And they're doing it on purpose. They're going for the juggler vein. They are not playing around. They want to rip these children from their parents' hearts and rip the parent, the children, uh, the, the parents from the children's hearts like never before in history. And so, Holy Father God, it is a blessing and a joy that my children made it to uh, adulthood and uh, I thank you that I'm in communication with them and they're in communication with me and helping helping me still in the ministry. I attribute that to thousands of prayers to you, your hearing thousands of prayers and your grace and your mercy and your holy word. And I pray, Lord, for the poor parents who do not understand what has happened do not understand what is happening and do not understand the consequences going forward and how bad it's going to be. And so, Lord, open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and help them to become awake so that they can become aware of the demonic wokeism like a uh, demonic shadow that seeps and is seeping into the homes and churches of this country like never before and around the world. So, Holy Father God, I pray and I thank you for allowing things to be as well as uh, they are. For they could be, and Lord, you know they should be worse because those of us who name the name of Christ have not been good to you, even though you have been very good to us. But uh, Christians so-called are learning that you can be pushed, but so far. And uh, uh, I sense, Lord, that the thing that has offended you the most is that people who claim to be yours have pushed you to the periphery of their lives and some have tried to push you over the cliff as they did when you were here. And uh, how that people who claim to be yours have marginalized you, knocked you off of the throne of their hearts and have uh, decided not to give you glory, praise and honor and who have become very ungrateful. So Lord, continue to let your will be done as somebody has stated. uh, We don't need to get back to how things were. That's the last thing on earth we need to do in the church. 
we need to pray for you to come back. And, uh, and so we pray with John, please come quickly and let your will be done. And Holy Father God, uh, I do pray that you will bless and protect, Lord, my family, all of the families that have gathered around, all of the single people who have gathered around, and all of uh, uh, all people who name the name of Christ in the world. Protect us tonight from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Lord, it's so sad that I have to pray like that, but I have to do it because the, the church is full of Judases and betrayers of you and your word. The church is full, I believe, in many, uh, they're more, uh, uh, tares than wheat in the church today. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will bless and protect us from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside and have all that we do and say tonight and for the rest of our lives to be done for your glory, praise, and honor and for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we do pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God the Holy Bible. At the Song of Solomon, which I have enjoyed too much this past week, more than ever in my life, of 43 years of preaching the gospel and preaching the Word of God. Because, one of the reasons is because a book that I have read for years and I've done a podcast off of that uh, promotes good health, eating right, no oils, and all of that. It has a section in it that talks about going 21 days and skipping a meal and having sex with your uh, spouse in holy, godly matrimony. And it just so happens in the chronological Bible 
we hit the strand of the Song of Solomon, which I didn't even think it was this long. The Song of Solomon, chapter 7, verses 8 through 13, and I'm going to do my best not to smile and not to uh, comment. May God help me. I said I will go up to the palm tree. I will take hold of the bows thereof. Now also thy breasts shall be as clusters of the vine and the smell of thy nose like apples and the roof of thy mouth like the best wine for my beloved that goeth down sweetly causing the lips of those that are asleep to speak I am my beloved's and his desire is toward me Come, my beloved, let us go forth into the field. Let us lodge in the villages. Let us get up early to the vineyards, and let us see if the vine flourish, whether the tender grape appear, and the pomegranate, the pomegranates bud forth. There will I give thee my loves. The mandrakes give a smell, and at our gates are all manner of pleasant fruits, new and old, which I have laid up for thee, O my beloved. Let me say that Shakespeare can't touch this. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, thank you not only for your powerful word, but for your beautiful word. Help us never to forget it. And yes, Lord, help us to apply this to our lives too. Thank you for the blessing of holy matrimony. And in the words of Dr. LaHaye, who is now home with you, the act of marriage. It is a beautiful thing, and the marriage bed undefiled. And we give you the glory, praise, and honor for it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, in the words of Dr. David Jeremiah, men and women, family, friends, and foes, and to the standing between the living and the dead, uh, service family members, my beloved. Uh, I believe this is service number what, 800 and what? Say it again. 
865 or thereabout 869 this is service standing between the living and the dead service 869 since down near the beginning of the coronavirus plague this is Daniel White the third the son of Bishop Daniel White Jr. who is in heaven now president of Gospel Light Society International with the scripture and the sense podcast episode number 1010 where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. Beloved, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer, my beloved, that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened. And I must be honest with you. Uh, as it stands, I, the church can be revived by the power of God because all things are possible with God. But I believe that the church has sinned so much against God and has fallen away so much that I doubt it. You say, well, why do you pray for it? Why did you, why do you preach so much? I, those are two different things. I have to do what God called me to do, regardless of the situation. I, I ought to still pray for it. But as God is has always led me uh, in my heart of hearts, I don't see it happening at this point. Not because it can't happen, not because I don't want it to happen, but I believe such demonic, sinister, Judas foolishness has taken place in the church today I don't see it happening. That's just, the, I'm just being straight up with you. Before God Almighty, I am not in any way saying God can't do it. Because he can. I know that. But we have offended him so much. And you, he's, he's, different than we are but he in many ways he's like us 
And we're like him. He made us the way we are because he is the way he is. And, and one thing I know for sure is that he's not going to overlook your sins. Okay? I mean, he doesn't do that. He, he's a holy God. That has to be dealt with, particularly if you're professing to be a believer in him. Jesus said, because I love you, I rebuke and chasten you. Okay? So, um, that's my prayer. It would be good if that happened. And I know we got people who are talking about it and wanting to march here and there and have big meetings and so forth. And, and I say, may God bless you. But the evil that we have done in this so-called Laodicean church, to be honest with you people, I believe Jesus has spewed out of his mouth this wicked church, as he said, because we're worse than not being cold or hot. We're worse than being lukewarm. And and to think that God is going to take this and you, <laughs> to, to, to think that Jesus is going to be, be putting over this. He put up with a whole lot. God put up with a whole lot. It, was, it took a long time for him to, to, to crack down on us. In his mercy and grace, he gave us much space to repent and we didn't and now we're under the gun so to speak we're under his chastisement and punishment and a few people are repenting but most people are not most people are trying to ride it out and try to get things back to how they used to be and god is not interested in that so i don't i, I mean you know uh my my word to you is you better get ready to die and or you better get ready to be raptured out of here if you're saved or you better get ready for the tribulation uh, all I have all my message to you is get ready get ready get ready if you'll allow me to borrow a few words from the bishop. That, that's my message to you. Get ready. <laughs> because uh, we're not going back to that. Uh, you can try to go back to all of that foolishness all you want to. <sighs> Pardon me, but I don't see it. Mm -mm. God showed us great mercy in that. So. You do as you please. But I believe time is up for all of that. And so, my dear friends, my prayer is that those who are not awakened, because the last thing we need is more wokeism, we need to be awakened. And we need to be saved from the wrath of God to come 
and saved from the eternal burning hell. Now you think about it. The way we live on this earth, and I'm talking about so-called church folks. There's got to be a hell somewhere, man. Because we live trashy lives. And trashy people who disrespect God and disobey God. They have to go to hell. There's no other place for them. God have mercy on your soul. And if you do not know how to get saved from hell by the grace of God and mercy of God, and he's still willing to save. Listen to the words of none other than Jesus Christ, who said the most important words in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God still loves this world. And Jesus is still standing by ready to save if you would believe in him. For he is the one who said... People, people love darkness rather than light. They love sin and wickedness and evil more than they love light, the gospel and freedom and liberty. And so, dear friend, if you're willing to leave the darkness, if you desire to leave the pain of the darkness and walk in the light, Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Believe in him tonight. Believe that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. Call on his name to save your soul, for the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do is believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died to pay your sin debt, was buried, and rose on the third day. Church membership cannot save you. Pardon me. Religion cannot save you. Singing in the choir, preaching in the pulpit, helping old ladies across the street, giving money to the church, being in church all of the days of your life cannot save you. I should know. Because I was in, the, uh, in church all of the days of my life. Every Sunday my parents had me in church. But I was lost and on my way to hell and didn't even know it. Just like many people today. Religious, lost, church going, and on their way to a devil's hell. Pardon me, and many of them don't even know it because preachers don't preach on hell anymore. But there is a hell and there is a heaven. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And Jesus Christ stands in the middle ready to save you because of the love and mercy and grace of God. 
So believe in him today if you want to be saved. Yes, on this Friday night. I know the devil is telling you, hold up, preacher. You know, I hear you. You're sounding good, but uh, let me clean up my life first. And then I'll come back and get saved. You will be dead and in hell by the time you get your life cleaned up. The idea is to come to Christ first, and he'll clean your life up. So do that tonight. And if you're willing, wherever you might be in the world, in Namibia, in Zambia, in Uganda, in Kenya, in France, in Italy, in Great Britain, in the Philippines, in China, wherever you might be, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. Follow me in the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. By breaking your Ten Commandments, by lying, by stealing, by lusting in my heart after people and things, by dishonoring and disrespecting my parents, by dishonoring and disrespecting you by taking your name in vain. among many other sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Help me to humble myself. Forgive me of all of my sins as I now believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now dear friend, if you prayed that prayer with me in sincerity and you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity according to the Word of God the Holy Bible you are now saved saved from hell and saved to heaven may I say congratulations to you for doing the most important thing in life and to help you grow in the faith please go to our website at gospellightsociety.com and tap on the book what to do after you enter through the door that little book will help you take your next steps
in your newfound Christian faith and will help you to grow in the faith and be the strong Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Also, email us at the email that's on your platform or you may email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know that you got saved so that we can pray for you and rejoice with you. If you have a prayer request, you need help with something, give us your prayer request and we will pray for you uh, until you tell us to stop and you can send your prayer requests in as many people do as often as you need prayer. Is one of our, if not outside of preaching the gospel, is one of our greatest ministries that we thank God for giving us the privilege to do. And so, dear friends, tonight, for some of you who just got saved, uh, this will be your first Bible study. Today we're reading Matthew uh, chapter 1 verses 24 and 25. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife and knew her not. This is what we were talking about the other night. He did not have sex with her, even though she was his wife. Knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. All I can say is glory be to God. And we almost had a fit up in here the other night, almost to the point where I didn't even want to preach the second message. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I just read in your hearing Matthew chapter 1, verses 24 and 25. Now, here is the sense of it with the help of the Holy Ghost and with the help of the Bible knowledge commentary. As soon as Joseph awakened from this dream, he obeyed. You would have found most of us men down by the bar, but not Joseph. On our way to the bar, to the pub, but not Joseph. He violated all custom by immediately taking Mary into his home rather than waiting till the one-year time period of betrothal had passed. Joseph was probably thinking of what would be best for Mary in her condition because he was that kind of man. And Mary was that kind of woman. She was a good woman. The mother of Jesus. He brought her home and, and and I would venture to say not only was Mary a virgin, but Joseph was a virgin too. I would venture to say that. I, I, I say that advisedly. 
humbly and respectfully, not knowing that. I do know that about Mary. I do not know that to be a fact about Joseph, but I, I, would, I, would, I would imagine so. He was a special man, too. And began to care and provide for Mary, his wife. But there was no sexual relationship between them until after the birth of this child, Jesus. Joseph was a holy man too. And so was Mary. Because that's hard to do. Very hard to do. For all men know that your wife is the most beautiful, the most voluptuous when she is pregnant. And that's a fact. Matthew simply noted the birth of the child and the fact that he was named Jesus. Whereas Luke, the physician, recorded several details surrounding the birth. Glory be to God. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for this amazing, true, non-fiction story that has us standing here once again tonight. Because it is you you, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, God, you, we're here for you, for your glory, your praise, and your honor. We're here because of this true nonfiction story, trying to tell as many as we can how to believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And we're here to help those who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ to stand strong and to be faithful for your glory your praise and honor in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake amen help us to do that and now ladies and gentlemen we move to the family verses what I call and what I have dubbed the family verses at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 32, and we will not cover all of these verses tonight, as we will be here for three nights as God speaks to the husbands. You know that this is God's word because God speaks to everybody. Man would not have written this, and a woman certainly would not have written it. Husbands, here's what God wants husbands to do. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Let's pause right there. For an, uh, an amazing article came out today, and we pounced on it and added to it. Uh, because men have not followed God properly, have not followed Jesus Christ properly, and have been misled by pastors and 
so-called evangelical thinkers, Protestant thinkers, Pharisees and Sadducees have messed up the church with their pontificating lies and traditions and have messed up men. The leader of the promise keepers finally came out and said the church has made men effeminate. Now let me tell you something. For anybody leading the promise keepers to say something like that is really a bad situation. Something that I have been preaching for the past 40 years almost. Because sad to say it was bad before I got saved. In fact, what turned me off about the church when I was growing up as a young red-blooded man was that the men seemed so effeminate and the women just ruled and controlled and dominated the men. It was just a total mess to me. And I didn't want any parts of that. So God evidently had a plan for my life and had me to be raised in my home where my mother dominated my father, controlled my father, and he let her. And I, it was such a bad situation, and I, I mean, I don't know the Bible, I don't, I don't know anything, but I knew that was wrong. And I got family members listening to me right now who hate my guts because I am talking about this. I knew it was wrong. I don't know how God did that, but I knew it was wrong. It was bad back then. That's why I know this has been going on for 50, 60, 70, 80 years where men in the family and in the church are like nothing. Henpicked, controlled, dominated, manipulated, constipated, and everything else. Can't say anything. And my dad told me several times, and he told my little brother too, and I believe this was before we got married. We went on, a, I remember for some reason, we went on a long trip all the way across Waycross, Georgia. Now, when you go past Waycross, Georgia, you know you have gone a long ways. And whoever named that city, I don't know, and I don't know why. But somehow we were traveling and uh, we stopped in a Chinese food restaurant, which my dad and mom turned me on to when I was a little child, and I never got over it, up in Brooklyn, New York, where they have the best Chinese food in the world, better than the food in China itself. And we talked about this on the, on the road, on the trip. My dad was very honest and very candid, and he told me and my little brother, sons, I did it to keep the peace. Now out of respect for our dad, we didn't come back, but what I wanted to say was it, it, there was no peace though. We might as well just have it out. <laughs> there was no peace, man. Uh, still was no peace, see? And I believe my dad 
said what most men during that time uh, were saying. Because somehow women had gained the upper hand, hand over the men. Excuse me, my beloved. But I know for a fact that they were vagina whipped. I'm going to be as nice as I can about it. They control. They were. They were controlled. Women found out that men could be controlled by withholding vagina from from them. The greatest thing known to mankind, known to men. They found out somehow that men enjoyed that very much, and they found out how they can control men. I know this to be a fact. Because I heard my dad, I should not have heard him, but their room, their master bedroom was across from my room and my brother's room. One night I was still awake. And they were going into the master bedroom and my dad, Bishop Daniel White Jr., said, now, uh, that, that, that thing is not designed for you to keep it in your pocket. <laughs> I said, wow. He said the word, the P word. He said, uh, don't keep the P in your pocket. <laughs> Look at some of you sweet evangelicals. You can't stand it. And, and this, has, this has gotten worse over the years. Most women, they, they don't even know what it means to be submissive to their husband. And so my point is tonight, and then I'm going to let it go. Oh, but if the Lord tears is coming, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, the point tonight is love. And, and so then, then the sweet evangelicals came along and added to it. Because they are the intelli intel intelligentsia of uh, Christians of Christians the evangelicals to me they are the Pharisees and the Sadducees they have been educated in the best schools now you need to understand that when you get educated in the best schools you can get so educated that you twist the scriptures and you you flip it to do what to say what you wanted to say and you know how to do it. And you you know how to, you think, get away with it. And before you know it, you institute your, you institute your traditions as the Pharisees and Sadducees did over the Holy Word of God. To make things more acceptable. In fact, one of the things the sweet evangelicals do well, but is still evil is make things more acceptable to the world. That's why they call themselves evangelicals instead of Christians as they did in Antioch. We were first called Christians. We have never been called by the world evangelicals. Evangelicals made that up to appease the world so that they don't have to mention Christ. Kind of like Xmas, that's what that's about. It's a political term. 
okay, so that the people in government, the people who run the world, don't have to say Christ or Christ and Christians. Anyway, when God tells a husband to love his wife and to love his children, God never intended, Jesus never intended, if you read your Bible, you'll know this, like the evangelicals have intended to, for men to think, that love means always being nice. Now let me tell you a little secret about women in general. They'll never tell you this. But most women are turned off by sweet, nice men. They'll never tell you this, men. They'll never tell you this. And the reason why they're turned off by sweet, nice, little dainty men who let them have their way and they're always in their face trying to appease them, they're totally turned off by that. They'll never tell you that, though. They use that to control you because they, you have been deceived, you have been bamboozled. You have run amok by believing the sweet evangelical lies that love means being sweet and syrupy and, and nice and never, never getting angry, never rebuking somebody who's evil as a witch and, and the devil. Uh, I got a secret for you, men. You want to turn your wife on, rebuke her for her foolishness and her evil. Because she knows she's acting foolish. She knows she's doing evil. Tell her to her face. And you say, well, I don't want to get that reaction. Don't worry about the reaction. That's all bogus. Don't worry about that. That means nothing. And you'll have some of the hottest sex you've ever had in your life with your wife. If, you, if you're man enough to just uh, stand up and be a man and tell her what time it is. Now, let me, let me help you now. I, uh, I know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to help you. Now, because see, if you listen to me, gentlemen, men in the church who believe that love means being sweet and syrupy and saccharine and always appeasing her, always giving in, always backing up till you back out the door until she, or until she pushes you into your man cave. There will be a man. His name is Bo Peep. I'm just going to tell you what Bo Peep is going to do to your wife. She's going to submit to him. Because Bo people turn her upside down and spank her and, 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 and call her name and won't think anything of it and she'll love it. Now, I'm just telling you what the deal is. Now, and, if, and if your wife is with you right now, she has a straight face like this right here. If she's with a girlfriend, she, girl, you know that's right. I love it when they spank me a little bit. Excuse me, my sweet evangelicals. And the reason why they like it is because they know deep down in heart even though they look sweet and wonderful and they are the most beautiful creatures in the world and they look so dainty they know also that they are evil that they can be mean as a junkyard dog 
and control you and manipulate you and have you turn upside down and have you with an apron on washing the dishes, making the bed and cooking the food and everything else. If you want what she's got. And then she does not. If you do. Listen to me. If you do all of that, sir, she listen to me. That's another lie you you have been duped by. If you do all of that, she's not even going to want you. No woman wants a man who's going to wash the dishes, make the bed, and make the food. Now, if she's sitting right here, if she's sitting right there in the bed beside you right now, her face is straight. Like this. She doesn't know what to say. But if she's with her girlfriend down at uh, 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 Starbucks, she's a girl. You go, you know that's right. I don't, I don't want no man to going to change the baby. I don't want no stinking be a man with me. I don't want a man. I, I I don't want a man gonna wash the dishes, cook for me, all that. I'm not turned on by that. No woman wants that, sir. That's what the sweet evangelicals have told you for the past forty to fifty years, and you bought into this foolishness. Thank God for the new CEO of Promise Keepers who's correcting that foolishness. Thank God for Dr. Tony Evans, who's correcting that foolishness. Thank God for Dr. Tim Clinton. Now, if Dr. Tim Clinton's going to change it and write a book says, take it back, take your manhood back, you know there's a problem, and, and he, see, he can see it better than anybody because he's the chief counselor among Christians in the world today. And he's a fellow graduate of Liberty University. He's a fellow brother, and nice as he can be, but he realizes something is wrong somewhere. And he wrote a book, said, take it back, men, take it back. Take your authority back. All, be loving and all of that. But love does not, be, does not mean being syrupy and saccharine and sweet and nice all the time. Love will tell his wife, be quiet. Leave my children alone. Get over there and wash those dishes and fix us some food. That's love too. I'm about through. When I'm looking like that right there, looking crazy like that, I'm about through with it. Look at me real good. <laughs> Woo, let's pray for others. And let me pray for you. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for your holy word. And I praise you and I thank you for this time together. And I do pray for all Christian families uh, to confess their sins and repent and do it your way, not according to the book of some sweet evangelical or Protestant or Catholic but your book for they have taken your word and made their own traditions that have not worked and have torn down manhood even from the words of the leader of the promise keepers and for him to say what he said, Lord, we know there's a serious problem. And Lord, we thank you for Dr. Tim Clinton. We thank you, Lord, for 
your servant, Dr. Tony Evans, who I, who I know, I don't even have to know the details, I know he has had some influence in this decision for that man to say what he said. I believe that with all of my heart, even though Dr. Tony Evans will never push himself on anybody, somehow he has had some influence somewhere. And so I give you the glory, praise, and honor for this magnificent turnaround from the foolishness that has been going on even before I got saved. Lord, no doubt this has been going on nearly a hundred years and it has ruined the church. It has ruined families. And thank you, Lord, for raising up men to point it out. Now, Holy Father God, help us indeed as husbands to be loving, but loving like you are loving, where you don't tolerate sin and evil. And uh, uh, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for loving us that way. Now, Lord, please have mercy and grace upon us all who name the name of Christ. And please forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins of not obeying your great commandment or your great commission. We've done evil in your sight. I can only pray that you'll help us to repent. And Holy Father God, yes, we do pray for the millions of people who are grieving and hurting tonight. Lord, people are hurting like never before because of the violence in this world. And Lord, humanly speaking, I don't see how they will ever recover. Without your grace and without your healing balm. And so I pray that you'll meet them where they're hurting at. And Lord, I do pray now specifically as we have prayed for over 867 times now. We pray, Lord, for individual families by name. Not only the millions, but a few by name. And Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Kansas resident Amanda K. Hawkins. We pray for the family and friends of Louisiana resident Paul Lampiasi. We pray for the family and friends of Oregon resident Kathy Sue Summers. We commit these souls into your hands as well as, as, well as ours. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for Zitzar. Uh, Zitzar, please deliver him, his sisters, and his daughter from overeating and help them to have healthy. Uh, Lord, help them to simply eat right. Help us all to do that. Forgive us all of our sins of gluttony. And uh, Holy Father God, uh, Lord, we pray for all of the new people on the prelish. And we pray for Pastor Bushibi. We pray, Lord, that you will save the witch doctors, cast the demons of hell out of them, and protect the church from them. And Lord, we pray now also for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. We pray for Richard, Peter, Samanda, Carlos, and Judea. 
And we pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives, Keziah, Brooke, Rita, Lorraine, and Sasay. And we pray, Lord, for the thousands of people who have heard the gospel and got saved down through the years, the thousands of folks who have, they were already saved, they heard the preaching of your holy word and repented and recommitted their lives. Thank you for reclaiming the backslidden and saving the lost by your grace, by your holy gospel, by your holy word, and by the power of your Holy Spirit. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And Lord, we look forward to seeing you face to face. But Lord, we want it so that none of us have blood dripping from our fingers because we did not witness to the lost. And so, Lord, help us to understand that you're not willing that any should perish. That's why you tarry your coming. So, Lord, help us to get busy witnessing to those who are lost and reaching out to those who have lost their way. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a joy being with you tonight. Pray without ceasing. Pray before you go to bed tonight. Pray as soon as you wake up in the morning and pray without ceasing. Pray always. Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. I share with my children uh, early in the morning, uh, continue instant in prayer. And uh, I share the same with you. Stay in touch with God. Acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your path. Keep your heart and mind stayed on him and he'll keep you in perfect peace. And you need to do that today. 